we stand, let's read on, on the screen Psalm 46 together. And if you're watching on the live stream, you might like to uh, either stand to say this or to, um, as you're sitting, however you're watching, to say these words together. God is our refuge and strength and ever-present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear, though the earth give way and the mountains fall into the heart of the sea, though its waters roar and foam and the mountains quake with their surging. There is a river whose streams make glad the city of God, the holy place where the Most High dwells. God is within her. She will not fall. God will help her at break of day. Nations are in uproar. Kingdoms fall. He lifts his voice. The earth melts. The Lord Almighty is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. Come and see what the Lord has done. The desolations he's brought on the earth. He makes wars cease to the ends of the earth. He breaks the bow and shatters the spear. He burns the shields with fire. He says, be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. The Lord Almighty is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. Would you like to take a seat? And a very, very good morning uh, to you and welcome. Welcome again to those of you who are in the room, those of you who are uh, watching uh, on the live stream. Wonderful to have you. And um, today uh, is Vision Sunday at St. Peter's. And uh, Sam and I want, I want to talk on behalf of Sam and I uh, about um, how I believe that we um, individually here as part of St. Peter's and also as a church uh, might be responding in this time of crisis uh, that we're seeing in our nation and in our world at the moment. Um, we're going to do that based on the scripture that you just read, like a declaration, uh, Psalm 46. So why don't we, as we're um, about, to, about to talk, uh, let's each of us um, pray and ask that the Holy Spirit will speak to our hearts. Uh, Lord Jesus, we thank you that we're gathered here and we pray that you would fill us with hope today, uh, but also a sense of before we leave this church today and before we turn off the live stream, a sense of what you want us to do, how you want us to respond in our hearts and with our hands in the midst of this world and all that's happening in Jesus' name. Amen. I uh, came across a, a word that I hadn't heard before. I think it's a makeup word uh, last weekend called permacrisis, uh, which uh, stands for a permanent crisis. And the newspaper article that I was reading was talking about how in the last three or four years in the UK, we've been lurching, stumbling from one crisis to another, Brexit, the pandemic, um, climate change, and now war in Europe. And one of the things that it said is that it's this sense of crisis is heightened by the way that we're experiencing it, uh, which is a constant, portable, and amplified for engagement. You know, World War III, um, the, the apocalypse, 
and that our smartphones have become doomsday machines. And the article said it feels as though the armbands have come off and we've been cast once more into the whirlpool of history with events swirling rapidly in a way that none of us can predict or make sense of. And so I wanted to talk today on uh, this Vision Sunday at church about how we as a church respond in a crisis. And there's something I think for each of us personally to do, like a bit like a choice that we can make today. But there's also something for us as a community, as a church. And I want to talk about both those. Um, in other words, the private response that we make to a crisis and then the kind of more public one. The, the, the private one is this, that when the, the world is shaking, or when, um, if you like, your world is shaking, um, because we each have crises and storms in our lives, let alone the more global ones, but whenever you find your world shaking, it's always an invitation from God to retune your heart to his unshakable nature. In other words, you can somehow leverage the crisis and the storms of your life to draw you closer to him. I don't know what your heart is tuned to this morning, but if your heart, well, by which I mean your inner sense of stability, is tuned to anything other than the God who was and is and is to come, then you will continue to live dominated by fear and anxiety. But God is our refuge and strength and ever-present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear. God is not unaware of your troubles, our troubles. That's one of the things I like most about being a Christian. It's like about how to deal with real life, real crisis, a shaking world. But he's inviting you into the hurricane shelter by tuning your heart to the God who has all time, all eternity, all history, unshakably in his hand. I want to remind you that with everything that is going on in the world at the moment, rocketing fuel prices, the rising cost of living, Ukraine, I want to remind you that in a sense, essentially, nothing has changed. In Revelation, we read that there is a throne. Revelation 4, I love this phrase, it says, there is a throne in heaven with someone sitting on it. Seven times in Revelation 4 and Revelation 5, this throne is mentioned as the control centre of the universe, as the only authority that really counts for anything. And the one who is sitting on the throne is Jesus and he is not mocked. Jesus is not caught out. He is not biting his fingernails. It says in Psalm 46 that kingdoms fall, which means that Jesus will still be sitting on the throne of his kingdom long after Putin has been knocked off his. So keep worshipping 
the one who sits on the throne. Learn to see time with the perspective of eternity, especially when you feel discouraged or when things are uncertain or scary. Worship is the wind in our sails. Worship is telling Jesus who he is. Worship is not telling him how you feel or how you are. That's not worship. Worship is telling Jesus who he is. Worship forgets itself in remembering God. And that's how we arrive at verse 10 of Psalm 46. Be still and know that I am God. You will discover in this time of shaking, of storm, of uncertainty, of crisis, you will discover that you can only live your life in one of two ways. Either in fear of the future or in faith in the love of God. And it's a choice that we make. And you have to find your own mechanism for making that choice each day. Yoga, a gratitude journal, deep breathing, frankly, are not going to cut it. Only the promises and the permanence of Jesus who sits on the throne and lives in your heart are going to beat anxiety and fear. For myself, I I have my own mechanism for overcoming fear. And uh, it's this, each morning I, I choose to face my fears and my anxieties. I, I, I write them in a journal. And then I may have said this before, I, I, I go for a, I, I read a, a bit of scripture and I go out for a walk. And you could do this if you're walking a dog or uh, if you're driving to work or walking to work or on a bicycle to work, whatever is the best way. For me, it's, it's, about, it's about a quarter of an hour walk that I do. And during that walk, I, I pray, but I always, every day, I always say the same three things. They're like kind of personal declarations. Uh, the first is I say, God is my father and I am loved. Although I am wobbling, I will not fall. Second thing I say is Jesus died and rose again. And ultimately, everything is going to be okay. And the third thing I say is, I am filled with the Holy Spirit. And so I have everything that I need to manage today. It takes some practice, I find. But what I'm doing is I'm wrestling my heart to a place of stillness. And if you will allow him God will use the shaking that's going on in your life, uncertainty, anxiety, fear. If you allow him, he will use it to retune your heart to his unshakable nature. So that's the, the private response that I want us to make. And maybe as we take communion in a few moments, it might be something that you want to revisit. 
But then there's a purpose. There's, if you like, a public response that I believe that we should make as a church in these times. Because Psalm 46 says, Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. What it's saying is that that once we've retuned our inner sense of stability, our hearts, then what we're also asked to do is to attach ourselves to the wider purposes and plans that God has in times of shaking and crisis. He doesn't cause the shaking and the crisis, but he uses them for his wider purposes and plans. In Luke 21, in the New Testament, Jesus talks about um, uncertain events. He talks about times of crisis and storms. Uh, The words that he uses in Luke 21, he talks about fearful events. He says that nation will rise against nation. He talks about times of perplexity and anguish. And then he says in Luke 21, he says, when you see these things happening, when you see these things happening in your world, stand up, lift up your head, for your redemption is drawing near. He's saying when you see these crises happening, when you see these events taking place, when you're living in crisis and uncertainty, do not hunker down. Do not hide yourself away in the storm until whatever it is blows over. Do not hide in the shadows because of your fear. But be a brave church. Stand up and lift up your heads. It's a great privilege, I believe, of being the church in these times. That we have an opportunity to introduce people to the hope that is only found in Jesus Christ. It strikes me that this is what we were, you were doing in the storm, in the crisis of the pandemic. That we didn't just freeze and hunker down, but you stood up, lifted up your heads. You delivered those hampers to the hostels. You put things online so that people could access things like the relationships and the marriage course and spear, who would never have managed to do it otherwise. Uh, We did Alpha online. And here's one of my favourite pictures of this new year, of um, Jamie being baptised just a couple of weeks ago. Isn't that a face of someone with pure, pure joy? He came to faith through doing Alpha online which we would have never done if we hadn't have had the storm of the pandemic. And it's, and it's not like, okay, now, um, so we got through the storm of the pandemic and now we can like go back to church like, like normal. Whew. No, this is the church. It's the evangelising of the nation. It's the revitalization of the church. It's the transforming of society. It's doing everything within our power to bring people to Alpha so that they hear about the hope in Jesus in a crisis. 
It's flooding, pouring whatever money and resources we can do into planting churches. It's coming along on Saturday night when you can think of so many other things you'd rather do to help lift up and bring hope to the homeless in our city. Last weekend, 75, 75 of our young people went with 28 of you leading them on a youth weekend. Life-changing for them. This weekend, we've got more opportunities to stand up, lift up our heads. Sam, come and tell us about just one of these opportunities. We'll talk about Ukraine and so on in a moment, but here's, here's a local opportunity. Do you want... I'll use your mic. <laughs> Woo. Um, so really exciting. We love partnering with um, organisations in the city, as you know. Um, one of our new connections is with the St John's Ambulance. So Katie, do you want to just like do a little wave? So we've got one of our um, St John's Ambulance workers here. Yeah, give a little warm welcome. And um, they are an amazing organisation and have so many volunteers that work for them. They, they rely on volunteers, actually, if you, if you want to do some volunteering for them, just a little plug for them there. Um, but we've got a brilliant opportunity to do something practical. And I know so often we think, what can we do to help? Um, but they um, have an outreach um, Every week they go out on the seafront and they do uh, podiatry work for um, homeless communities. So many of the men and women that we see, they come in they, um, and have problems with their feet. And they need foot care. Um, and we've had men come in with like trench foot and psoriasis and all those kind of problems. And they need shoes, particularly men's shoes, I would say. I can see all the women going, oh yeah, we've got hundreds of shoes. Um, <laughs> So there are a few, few women's shoes, but mainly men's shoes. I hear, I think it's size nine is particularly popular, but any size, any men's shoes. But we want like, please bring like good quality. Like actually, if you don't want to part with those shoes, those are the ones that we want. Um, uh, not ones with holes in, not old ones. We want, you know, if you see a homeless man out on the streets and he's got good shoes on, I want them to have come from us. Um, so um, please um, do, next, we've got a big tub at the back that we want filled with shoes um, that, that, that Katie can come and um, pick up next week. And um, this is just one simple way that we can make a difference in our city. Um, there's leaflets that we'll give out um, at the end. Do take one. There's also a link, the Amazon link. So so if you're thinking, actually, I haven't got any men's shoes, but I really want to help, there's a list there that you can help. And there's also other information sheets about what the St. John's Ambulance are doing. So let's just get involved and help um, the homeless in this way. Thanks, Sam. Then, um, so that's just one example. Uh, then there's um, what, I don't, know what, I don't know what you get up to, Monday to Saturday when you're not in the building here. Um, why don't you have a think about this week, who you're working with, who you're living with, um, your neighbours. Why don't you think, okay, what can I do generously, above and beyond, um, in a costly way that is going to bring hope to the people around me? What, what, rather than just like stumbling into work or whatever it is this week, just think, think today before you go back to work tomorrow, what, what is the thing that I'm going to do between now and next uh, uh, week? Um, how, what bold, brave moves am I going to do to stand up, lift up my head in this crisis and help the Lord's redemption draw near? And Ukraine, it's not true to say, actually, that there's nothing that we can do. You can protest... Uh, you can uh, pray, 
Uh, we're looking at ways now, which we'll talk about over the next few weeks, as soon as there's a local response, uh, refugees and so on, we're looking at how we can partner with Alpha. We've had to pull out of the Alpha office in Kiev, but uh, there's one in Poland, and we're just looking at how we can partner with uh, them in terms of helping refugees. Um, but you can pray, you can do that now. You know, rather than just reading on your, the news, and isn't it awful, when you do it, why don't you say, I'm going to pray. I'm going to take one of these graphic images and I'm going to use it as a springboard to pray for five minutes. Imagine, imagine if all of us and watching took 20 minutes out between now and when we went to bed at some point to pray for peace in Ukraine. Pray for Putin and his evil to, to be removed, whatever it is. Um, take one of those news stories and don't just collapse into a heap. But say, no, no, no. When these things draw near, I stand up. I lift up my head. I pray. Now, um, uh, I, sorry, the list is endless. Um, focus. Look, Jonathan Edwards, the great revivalist, uh, focuses our long weekend away. Jonathan Edwards said that it is the task of every generation to see where the sovereign God is moving and to move in that direction. Without doubt, we are in an, a season of something's happening in our world at this moment, in this season, the last two, three years, and who knows for how long. We are not going back to just normal times. Something is happening. It is the task of every generation to discern what the sovereign God is doing and to move in that direction. It is unlikely that St. Peter's Brighton alone will get their answer. But together as a network of churches in our nation, we come together to press into God, to seek his face, to encounter him, to work out what it is, to, to discern what it is that God is doing in this season as a springboard. We live in a pivotal moment of history. There is something that God is wanting to do in these difficult times We've got to figure out, and I think focus is one of the places we do it. We've got to figure out a way of saying we are not just going to lie down and take this thing lying down, but we're going to stand up. We're going to lift up our heads. We're called to rise up in this cultural moment. And we're not just going to do it as a church in Brighton. We're going to do it with our whole network of over 100 churches planted right across our nation. And I am going to be counted as one of the people with you and you and you and you who say, in this moment, in 2022, I stood up and I lifted up my head. Now, the trouble is, when I talk about a list like this, you can feel a little bit exhausted and you think, look, I'm just, I, I'm just in recovery mode right now, Archie and Sam. Uh, and I, I ju just let me be. I understand that. And God certainly understands that. But God is our strength, it says. He, he's not looking for bulletproof people. He's not looking for superheroes. He's just looking for people who are filled with the Holy Spirit. Who 
carry his love and his hope. And your weak and vulnerable is a qualification. Just people who are filled with his spirit, willing to stand up, lift up our heads and be used by him with his strength. God is our refuge and strength and ever-present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear. Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. May we stand together. Let's wait on the Spirit for a moment. You're an amazing group of people, and I, I don't know everybody's name. Um, who's in church today or watching on the stream, but I, I know a number of you. And I know um, the amazing ways that God uses you, has used you. And wants to continue to use you. And he's looking, he, he's already positioned you. You're already doing the jobs or living in the place or in the neighborhood that he intends for you. And he's, I think he's asking us again just to be available to him. And to draw down on his strength today. Christ who, when he was at supper with his friends, took bread and gave God thanks. He gave it to his disciples saying, take, eat. This is my body which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And in the same way he took the cup and gave you thanks. He gave it to them saying, drink this all of you. This is my blood of the new covenant shed for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. So heavenly father, calling to mind your saving death and resurrection, praising you that you are sitting on that throne in heaven, the control center of the universe. We worship you today. We choose to put our whole lives at the bottom of your throne. We look to you. And as we look to you, we pray that you will empower us to lift our heads and stand. And so we're going to take communion today. And uh, what we'll do in the moment is um, we'll have five stations. So in the four corners here and there and then the back as well and there'll be people who are ushering you to the nearest one for you and uh, when you go go with an, an open um, hand and they will um, pop a wafer into your into your hand and I, I I like that image I like that symbol because I come open-handed I'm not grabbing the wafer uh, but I'm coming open-handed empty-handed but God's about to feed me 
He's about to secure me. He's about to retune my heart to the inner stability that I have because of my faith in the resurrection and death of Jesus. And then if you'd like to, you can dip it in the cup of uh, wine. And then um, I've asked Evie and the band if they'll lead us in worship. And I would encourage you, may I encourage you in this season uh, to, as you worship, uh, to, in as far as possible, spend this time taking your eyes off yourself and the crisis and onto Jesus who was and is and is to come from everlasting to everlasting the alpha and the omega worship him and see how your heart is retuned in peace and stillness so would you like to sit and um, then in your own time uh, the ushers will take you to communion